Mm-hmm. You can't use this jargon against no. me to make me feel bad about it's myself. Like, I'm over it. I am putting my dirty pillows on display. Yeah. Whether you like it or not. Dirty pillows. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> mom is so gross. I know. They're coming. They're coming. They're coming to get you, Barbara. What an excellent day for an exorcism. He's gonna laugh at you. They're all gonna laugh at you. Rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. Have you checked the children, children, children? Be afraid. Be very afraid. I thought you only murdered boys. I go both ways. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? I'll do some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh huh. Um, okay, we got our notes. Yeah. Wait. Okay. I feel like it's been a while since the last time we recorded. Yeah. It's been a wild, fast and furious summer. Yes. It's now kind of cold the and rainy. Are changing. Yeah. And it's very exciting because I love fall, mm-hmm. but I'm also kind of getting nervous that is this yeah. signs of an early winter. Yeah. And. For those who don't know, we live in an area where this past year we had record-breaking snow. It was a lot. Yep. There was days where I didn't see the sun for four days. Or our friends for, like, weeks. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, I like the winter. I'm into it. But I like it when it's its time. Yeah. And... I just feel our summer went by so quick. It did. Um, a lot of things happened. You turned 30. I did. I you turned ascended to 30. level three. How's it feeling so far? It feels great. I mean, I think everything in my head, like, you know, there's all this whole like mythos around third year 30s and where you're supposed to be in life and all that. But, um, you know, I was like, I was kind of scared because it really is like a big milestone. Mm-hmm. And I still feel that way. Like, I'm glad that I kind of went all out for my 30th and like I was so sad to miss your birthday I I kept seeing the stories and had big ass FOMO well next time yeah when you turn 30 (laughs) next time I turn 30 (laughs) but it was great you know and like 30 just feels like a whole new like headspace Mm -hmm. where you're just you know yourself so much more you're like in tune with yourself so much more you don't give a fuck as much Mm -hmm. and um, it's just like a really cool space to be in. And I, I don't know. I'm you you posted a TikTok uh the other day with the like age filter on your face. And <laughs> it was really funny because I was like, dude, jazz, jazz is gonna be like an amazing older lady. Oh, thanks, dude. And I, it's like kind of exciting to think like how we're gonna be. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I I just have always seen aging as a privilege. Yeah. I I have had you know, a few people in my life who their lives were cut short mm-hmm. and or even just like when they were, you know, seasoned in their 90s and, you know, they passed when they were passed or when they passed. And I don't know. I just it never seems such like a scary thing to me to yeah. age. And I'm just I'm all about it. And it's like, hey, you know, just have like a good skincare routine and yeah. wear your fucking sunscreen yeah. and drink water when you can. And uh yeah no 30s are cool and that's why when i did the little tiktok thing i was like she's so cute she is cute and i'm just like 
yeah, I I think she's still gonna be a little rascal, yep. and I I'm I I don't know. I just I just think because the way you look doesn't mean that's just how you feel. Yeah, and I also have older parents who are in their 70s and they do not look like their 70s. Oh, my mom as well. Yeah. We got some really good genes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just exciting because yeah. like, yeah, I think my mom in her 70s, I think she's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I mean, I see people who are also in their 70s. And I'm like, that's whatever too. Yeah. There's still, there's no wrong way to no, age. No, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But you know what, what uh, is aging like a fine wine? Um, Beyonce. <laughs> you got Beyonce in the brain because you got to see her. Oh, yeah. But I was going to say Fergie's The Duchess. Yeah. Because that's what I've been listening to this week mm-hmm. um, on repeat a lot. And I've been I'm finding like a lot of nuance in yeah. it. And I happen to look up like. Obviously, this album must be like super platinum. It has so many bangers in it. And I look on online and it's like one of the like lowest rated albums. And I'm just like, what? I don't know. It just kind of broke my brain a little bit because we have <laughs> Glamorous. We have Clumsy. Mm-hmm. We have London Bridge. We have. Is that the one that's like Fergalicious? Yeah. Fergalicious. Yeah. We have Fergalicious. Yeah. Anyway, so, you know, Fergie. Love her. Yeah. And we love her version of the <laughs> national anthem. <laughs> that was something else that happened this summer. Yeah. Serena and I and our <laughs> friends uh, went camping and we got to watch uh, all the fireworks basically around Lake Tahoe. And I we were just being really goofy. Yeah. And I don't know who started singing it. It was either you or I, but we just started singing yep. like... It was just goofy. What is your favorite part in her version of the national anthem? Oh my god! I know mine. <laughs> Trying to do it without blowing people's ear trumps out when she goes for the round. <laughs> it just what and then and then the. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Is that your favorite person? Oh, say! <laughs> that part too. <laughs> She's like a like a like an old like hound dog. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but you got to see Beyonce. I did. <laughs> And it was my first time ever seeing Beyonce. You and, guys looked great. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I just yeah, and it was also my first real big stadium concert mm-hmm. at 32 years old. Mm-hmm. It was a great way to kick that off. And yeah, I said this before, but she is just like the ultimate queen. Yeah, and so professional, but also like doesn't like she's very poised and graceful. But doesn't take herself too, too seriously. seriously. And she'd just be making these faces. And, like, you could just tell she is also having a really... Like, she's just thriving. Yeah. And the visuals were amazing. Even though we were in, like, the the, the super high, high nosebleed area, the, like, camera technology is so in- intense and so crazy that, like, it didn't matter that we were super high up because we could still see her visuals. Mm-hmm. We were blessed with a uh, blue ivy's presence. 
And and it was just like one of those crazy realizations because there was like this moment where the camera was like on Blue Ivy and like Beyonce's in the background and she's just like beaming with pride. Like that's that's my kid, you know, and she's like the opposite of the mom in our tale today. Yes. Should we just get into it? Yeah, dude. Okay. Yeah, there's no easy way. This movie, I forgot. So did I. Yeah, I forgot how tense it is. Yeah. So the film we are talking about today is Carrie. 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 Um, the 1976 yes. version of Carrie. Not the newer one, which I've not seen I haven't it. seen. And I don't think I, I want to see think it. I want to see. Exactly. But no shade. Yeah. It's just this one is... is it's perfect. It's our Carrie. Yeah. So I want to talk about how we felt maybe remembering the first time we watched Carrie and then how we felt rewatching it recently. What changed? Uh, did you have a new opinion of Carrie as a character or did things kind of say the same? Yeah. Um, I feel like I watched two different movies <laughs> <laughs> in those two different time periods. Yeah. When the first time I saw Carrie, I just, I just thought it was creepy and weird and, I don't think I just my my frontal lobe wasn't developed enough to understand all the nuances. Yeah. And then rewatching it a couple weeks ago, like I was like, "Whoa, mm-hmm. this movie is a lot." Mm-hmm. There is a lot. Um, there's just many different forms of abuse. Yeah. Happening. Yeah. And I and just the way it's shot too it's very jerky mm-hmm. the sound is very like it just comes out of you uh-huh. nowhere it it's it's a movie that made me feel like i could not enjoy it i did enjoy it but mm-hmm. it's like it's not meant to be enjoyed because you're witnessing this person just being shit on left and right yeah and i just was like whoa i just kind of like was like blown away a little yeah. bit because yes i didn't I was like, I don't remember this movie like that. Yeah. But again, it was from me watching it as like a teenager versus someone who is in their 30s. Yeah. And it's has, a big difference. It's a bit different. Yeah. <laughs> what I, about you? Well, I read the book I when I was read in the high book, school. And I want to read the book the now. Book, the book is, it's, it's almost weird because it's like the plot follows along pretty closely to mm-hmm. the book, I would say, toward, in, until towards like the, the end. Things mm-hmm. kind of di- diverge. But I, I remember reading the book and loving it. My mom's a big Stephen King fan. Mm-hmm. I'm nowhere even close to her level of love for Stephen King. But <laughs> I really liked Carrie um, and I found her character... I mean, at the time, I really related because, like, I wasn't, like, an outcast or anything, but I empathized with somebody who would be and would be under mm-hmm. so much, like, scrutiny from her mom and control by her mom and, like, cast out by her peers. Yeah. It just – she was she was a very um, – just a sad character. It's so heartbreaking. Yeah. But, like, I, I was looking into this for this, these notes and – I've, uh, you know, Stephen King started writing this book, wrote a couple pages, and then he got to the, like, the intro sh- shower scene and was like, ooh, this is uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, like, what am I writing? This is weird. I don't really relate to Carrie. But his wife actually was like, no, 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 no. Like, keep going. 
keep writing. I'll like help you through this, oh, like cool. with my sort of feminine. I didn't know that. Yeah. So she pushed him to like finish the book, and like she's kind of the reason that the book got finished. And now we have like several movies about it. But it's interesting that the book was written, it published, I guess, in 1974, and then the movie comes shortly after, three years afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. That's fast. That's a yeah. fast turnaround. That's like. And I think it was like a bestseller at the time. People mm-hmm. were really excited about it, interested mm-hmm. in it. Um, but no, he, I- he said that he based the character of Carrie off of two girls that he went to high school with. One who was really poor and wore the same clothes every day mm-hmm. and everyone made fun of her. And another one who was um, from a super devoutly religious family and people didn't like her either. So... I was like, you know, Stephen King, like observant, observant. I I like it. You know, he's yeah. he's kind of a little bit of a feminist, I would say. Yeah, he's a feminist writer. I have not read any Stephen King books, but I, I don't know. I've been kind of like wanting to read the classics mm-hmm. of horror, like Rosemary's Baby, Carrie, The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm kind of feeling like I want to. Like, those will be at full discretion. <laughs> I'm an audible girly. Like, I... Oh, same. I, I, as someone who has dyslexia, reading was never my priority or my choice. I hated it. It's just because it was very hard for me. But I love audiobooks because it's like, you get the book, but you get you get the full story and yeah. it makes sense for me yeah. as someone with a learning disability. And you can do like other tasks too yeah. while you read. So it's yeah. not like the world has to stop every time you sit down to read. Mm-hmm. It's like you can do the dishes or drive or, you know. But Carrie has been coming up a lot just in my world mm-hmm. and a lot, not just the movie, but the book itself. So I'm in, in, inspired to have that one be my next yeah. book I want to okay. listen to. I'm excited to know what you think, like versus the film, but um, stars Sissy Spacek gorgeous gorgeous yeah. gorgeous woman yeah she's so so you know sort of like anya taylor joy yeah so like ethereal looking just kind of odd but and angelic and, and, and yeah she's a gorgeous woman but she was 25 yeah when she played carrie mm-hmm. which is interesting given the subject matter well <laughs> i feel like sissy spacek to me she's very youthful yes whereas Everyone else cast in this movie, they oh look like they're in their 30s. It was like Greece. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I understand beauty standards and just the way we took care of ourselves were so different from now into the 70s. Um, but to me, Sissy Spacek, she's playing six, 18 year Yeah, 17 you know, uh, You know, someone who's a senior in high school, yeah. I'm, I'm presuming. Yeah. And she, I don't know if it was intentional, but because she looks so much more youthful, angelic, more innocent than everybody else. I wonder if that was in- intentional casting because of who Carrie is as a person yeah. and how she is perceived by her peers. Yeah, she's like infantilized throughout mm-hmm. the whole story. You yeah. know, she doesn't get her period until she's 17, which yeah. that's pretty late yeah. for most women, mm-hmm. you know, and I want to talk about that as we get into the plot. Yeah. But yeah, she's, I just, yeah, I, I think that just juxtaposition of her being, like, one of the older cast members, but, like, coming across as mm-hmm. so young and yeah. innocent and childlike is and interesting. It's, 
it's hard too because watching this, I'm, yeah, I'm like, Sissy Spacek is beautiful. Mm. But in this context, she's supposed to be mousy and mm-hmm. weird looking. But it's hard for me to, to accept that because I feel like in today's beauty standards, she would be wildly accepted. Yeah. You know? I think it's interesting, though, and I, I wasn't going to talk about this until later, maybe, but in the book, Carrie is supposed to be, like, really ugly, mm. and she's supposed to be, like, a fat girl. Mm. Hence, like, all the references to, like, piggy and pig's yeah. blood and pig and all those things. And in the film, we have Sissy Spacek, who's, like, this gorgeous, you know, I mean, it's, I think that was, for me, like, one of the bigger disconnects from the book and the film, mm-hmm. because them calling her Piggy or the references to that on Sissy Spacek, it, it it's not contextual. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's not fitting. It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I was kind of watching the film again with that sort of context, and I would be so interested to see another remake of Carrie where it's played by a, a fat woman, mm. which I think would be really interesting because... Yeah. Um, it's also like erasure too, mm-hmm. you know? So like there's not a lot of like fat representation um, in horror or like in film in general where there's like a female lead. So, um, you know, I think people are uncomfortable with that. Mm-hmm. And this was sort of like a, a way to get people to see the movie and like relate to Carrie. And maybe they thought audiences wouldn't if they weren't attracted to her. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just to, yeah. Well, yeah. food for thought. Yeah, interesting take. Yeah. Um, but it got 93% on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, directed by Robert De Palma, who did Scarface, Dressed to Kill, The Untouchables. I've seen none of those movies. I've seen I've seen Scarface and The Untouchables, but I don't know what Dressed to Kill is. Okay. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't either. But those are his famous movies. That's what he's known for. That's yeah. what he's known for. Yeah. So... This is like our little synopsis of Carrie. Withdrawn and sensitive teen Carrie White, who's played by Sissy Spacek, faces taunting from her classmates at school and abuse from her fanatically pious mother, uh, Piper Laurie. At home, when strange occurrences start happening around Carrie, she begins to suspect that she has supernatural powers. Invited to the prom... Carrie tries to let her guard down, but things eventually take a dark and violent turn. Mm. Yeah. So Piper Laurie, who plays the mother, is, oh, she's so good. Yeah. But I was so, afraid of that Me woman. too. Oh my gosh. I remember like when I first watched it and like even today rewatching it, I'm just like, she did such a good job. She's terrifying. Yeah. So the film starts and um i remember texting you i was like dude i forgot about this scene well it just starts with like they're playing volleyball and it's very tense but it's like this is just a gym class yeah calm down this is not like the state championships or whatever yeah and everyone's yelling at carrie to like hit the ball and she kind of fumbles because she's just being yelled at Mm -hmm. and they quote unquote like lose the match and the bells ring and we'll meet Chris very abruptly and yeah. she just tells Carrie each shit. Yeah. And but it's not just each shit. It's like in her face. It's very aggressive. It's like 
I it, there's a lot of anger behind it. Yeah, she's like immediately immediately we get the sense of like how everyone feels about Carrie. Yeah. Yeah. And Sissy Spacek is just like what what? Yeah. Like what did I do? I didn't yeah. do anything. Yeah. So but, but but like how do you feel about the way that the locker scene oh, was filmed? Oh, it's like so softcore porn. It's so it's, bad. Yeah, I mean, it's the 70s too. Like I think maybe like I could see both sides of this that it's like somewhat liberating for the female body because yeah. it's just women existing in locker room. Yeah. But the way it's filmed, it's yeah. so like slow soft motion and like full frontal bush yeah. and titties. Dude, I wrote I wrote major bush. Yeah. My- <laughs> major bush everywhere. And like the girls are just like cackling and giggling. And throwing stuff. So and- this this is from a male gaze, I feel 100%. like hundred percent. Yeah. And again, this movie was made in the seventies, different time. Um it just, it's just so, yeah, it's so filmed slow, yeah. so you can, so you are looking yeah. at everything. Yeah. Like, I, like, I remember watching this, and, and I just, like, couldn't not, not giggle to myself, because yeah. I was like, I forgot this part. Yeah. And, because it's, like, within the first two it's minutes the of the It's the first part. Yeah, yeah. It's the first, like, large scene in the, yeah. mil- in the movie, but I just was, yeah, it felt very male gazy. Mm-hmm. These are supposed to be teenage girls, yeah. you know? So, like, even if there is sort of that liberation of the female body element, I'm, like, it yeah. still doesn't quite sit right with me, yeah. and I just... I I can tell why Stephen King got uncomfortable when he was writing this in his books. I'm like, yeah, it's a little. Yeah, Steve. But like, this is my problem with that show, um, Euphoria. Mm. I don't. I haven't really. I saw one episode. I've of seen it. the first and second season. Okay. And that are there, and there could be the third season. I don't know. It's, I don't it's know. All fucking weird. That that show felt very male gazy to oh, me it's on very in your on face. teenage bodies. And it just sort of felt like the same thing where it's just like this hypersexualized, mm-hmm. like over the top, where you're adultifying these like young girls. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but I I was uncomfortable. But it but it's like super juxtaposed with Carrie. Yeah. Right. Because like there's like tits out, bush mm-hmm. out, but Carrie's like covered. We don't see anything. Well, yeah, and yeah, and it's yes, yeah, so we have this pan shot of all these girlies. And with their tits and bush out. And then we see Carrie and she's just having this like really gentle moment in the shower. She's like by herself. It's calming. And to me, later on in the film, I was like, oh, the way maybe the reason why Carrie is like very really enjoying her shower is because she's being clean. Mm -hmm. She's clean, Mm -hmm. you know, and. We'll figure, you know, if you haven't seen Carrie yet, like, it's... Go watch it. Go watch it. And it's, you know, this should... This is not spoiling anything for you. This movie's been out for, like, decades. (laughs) Um, But it's just, like, she's... She comes from such a a very um, strict household, and it's very... There's a lot of control, and, um, you know everything is a sin in her house she's made to feel like dirty yeah so this scene in the shower she's like cleaning herself and she feels pure and um but that felt for the male gaze because it's like close up on her thigh like like gently touching your face yeah it's it's very sexual yeah but then you're kind of like broken from that sort of like trance but then she starts her period yeah and and you see blood it just comes out of her. Yeah. 
it, it's come down her leg and she's just horrified because she thinks she's hurt. Yeah. And she's asking yeah. for help. And rather than supporting and just being like, Carrie, it's okay. The women in the locker room just shame and humiliate her yeah. and they throw towels at her and they're yelling, plug it up, plug it up. And they're just like, like it's 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 almost attacking yeah, her. They're and abusing she her. She is so scared, and she's like, "Why aren't you helping me? I need help." Yeah, and it's just a lot. And I I really hope no one who has a menstruation cycle. I hope this was not your first experience. Yeah. And if it was, that is not. Okay. I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah. You feel so bad for Carrie in this moment. And I was thinking too, like. It feels sort of so unrealistic that these girls are so horrible to her, like throwing tampons at her and like chanting and hitting, you know. And mm-hmm. but but then I was like, mm, maybe this is accurate for the times because most of these girls and probably all the kids at this time were probably raised by like really alcoholic parents who like did just not a, or just like different form of parenting yeah like not therapy wasn't really probably a thing and you know so like the bullying was probably like a lot more oh go go ahead and drink that beverage girl make make as much noise as you want clink it up um (laughs) but (laughs) but you know i was like that was more my middle school experience like Mm. the 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 fear of the locker room and being like made fun of um and like when you got your period, I remember that being such a fucking like it you just hit it, even among other girls. It was just a weird thing that you didn't talk about and was gross and I don't know. It just that but this was high school and mm-hmm. you know, in this scene. So I was like, oh, these girls really are really messed up. They shouldn't be treating her this bad. Yeah. And even like um oh, what's the the teacher's name? But when Carrie is being, you know, just yelled at and they're taunting her, her teacher comes in to see what's going on. And at first I was like, oh, this this woman's here to help. But the way she, quote unquote, snaps Carrie out of it is she slaps her. Yeah. And then she realizes what's going on. Yeah. And she tries to help her navigate this situation but it's just it's so weird like it cuts to the teacher talking to the principal and i'm like if a teacher ever went to a male principal and started talking about like oh karen needs to go home because she started her period this is what's going on i would feel my privacy would feel so violated yeah Yeah. and also in the context of carrie not knowing what's going on and still kind of confused you know like so I'm gonna live. Yeah. Like, no one's is, told her no what one's the fuck's told her happening. what's going on. And like the in that scene too, it's like the way that the PE teacher, like Miss Collins, Miss Collins, she like minimizes it. She's like, it's just her, it's just her period. For yeah. God's sakes, like get over it. Yeah. But um, but also the way like periods are like so policed and stigmatized, and like I don't know, there just feels like this push and pull between like. It's no big deal, like, you know, minimizing women's pain mm-hmm. um, and discomfort, but also, like, 
it is a big deal and like don't ever like let anyone see it or mm-hmm. you know like it's got to be hidden and don't mm-hmm. talk about it it's but it's like w- which one is it you yeah. know yeah um miss miss collins miss collins yeah she she has some weird moments where i was like we're all teachers in the 70s like that like hamsy like slapping their students and like grabbing their students and I, don't. Um, <laughs> I yeah, my perception of Miss Collins changed by the end of the movie. Yeah, at first I was like, "This person's here to help," but then, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll explain yeah. a little bit more. About well, okay, why. And yeah. to what? Okay, um, so about I guess like about Carrie starting her period. Mm-hmm. Like we've talked. Oh, well, I guess just not even like freaking trigger warning. Just like. We're just going to be talking about periods yeah. and period blood and menstruation. I'm on a period right now. Dude, me too. Oh, hey. Dude. I'm plugged up, bro. We, we are synced up. I'm a menstrual cup. Oh, I, I'm not there yet. That's okay. Yeah, I'm not there yet. I, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, 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 I get it. It's not for everybody. Yeah. It's a weird thing to figure out at first. Um, I just like that it's kind of, I don't have to change something yeah. all the time and it's eco-friendly yes yeah yeah i just had a weird roommate situation where she was like cleaning it in communal ew yeah yeah and yeah it's blood if there was a, a line that was a little bit crossed yeah there should be some <laughs> sanitation measures yeah. and you know making sure things are clean yeah but were you like did you have your period explained to you before it happened to you and do you remember when you got yours I remember when I got mine, I, I got mine when I was, I think, 12. Yeah. But to be honest, as a woman who's been menstruating for 20 years, I can't remember. Like, I remember, I, I remember telling my mom mm-hmm. that something was going on, but I don't remember how it was handled. Yeah. I, I, I literally just can't remember. And it's not that it wasn't like significant or it wasn't this bonding thing i just like it was so So long long ago ago. but i think because i'm one of five girls it just and i'm the youngest Mm -hmm. it was just kind of like oh this is what's happening yeah you know it wasn't it wasn't made to be like shameful or it wasn't meant to be like i don't remember it being a big deal it's just like yeah this is what oh this is what's going on i still remember mine Um, it was, I was in seventh grade, so I think I was 13 mm-hmm. and it was during gym oh. and I like bled through my, um, gym shorts oh, no. and I went to the nurse and I was just like so embarrassed and like she called my mom. So it was kind of like sort of Carrie's situation, but like way less traumatizing, mm-hmm. but, but still I was just, you know, it, it definitely wasn't something I was excited about. I remember then, like, going to the store. Remember those, like, really chunky ones? Oh, yeah. They were, like, big. Overnight uh-huh. ones. They, yeah. were, they were huge. And Heavy the- flow. <laughs> it was hard. I'm I'm pretty – I would say, like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty neutral, and I let people know, like, hey, like, not feeling great today. I got, like, really gnarly cramps. Mm-hmm. Or, like, oh, I – Feeling a shift in the wind, you know? <laughs> like uh, oh, something's different, or oh, I, and it's something like if you know, if you never experience, you know, uh, the pre and post, like Ooh. everything, like 
Dude, it's, it's pre, during, and post. It's like yeah. constant. Yeah, it feels it, like <laughs> it's just an uncomfortable state of being. But also, like, it's cool now that we're older. We can talk about it, mm-hmm. and we like we've destigmatized it in our own lives, yeah. which is great. Yeah, but um, I, you know, and I was thinking about this too, sort of like the timeline in the film. Like Carrie could have probably had her period during the whole like events that have happened. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like thinking about sort of like what this film is or could be a metaphor for, it's like. Female menstruation, rage, rage, like how it feels, pain, like all of those things sort of like amplified and so sensitive. Yeah. And then just like put into the form of like Carrie and her rage and her Mm -hmm. pain. Um, And I don't mean sensitive, like emotionally sensitive, like your body is just like it's it's hard to explain, but it's like I can't think sometimes. I get very overwhelmed um, being in certain environments. I'm just like, I cannot be here. Yeah. This is a lot. Yeah. Um, it's not like, oh, stop being so sensitive. It's like, no, I'm, I physically yeah. am like estranged yeah. from my body. It feel, it's, it's a weird thing. Yeah. So, like, back to Carrie, like, imagine, A, not being told what the fuck's going on, yeah. and B, probably feeling all of those symptoms of menstruation, which is uncomfortable and painful, and then C, coming home to your fucking oh my God. mom, Miss who's, White is oh my insane. gosh, she is so <laughs> scary. She's got this, like, beautifully frizzy red hair that's, mm-hmm. like, always, like, backlit somehow, so it's, like, it's you like know. fiery. Oh. I love it, and I hate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she's she's perfectly cast. There's like God, Jesus, it's in moles all over the house. The religious inch. vibes in this house are very intrusive. Yeah, yeah, and you can tell even Carrie doesn't feel comfortable yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, she doesn't feel safe in her own home. Yeah, her mom just like straight up sucks, and when. She gets a call from the PE teacher that Carrie had to be sent home because she started her period. Like, the first thing her mom does is accuse her of sin and, mm-hmm. you know, like, the reason she got her period is because she um, had sex or was, like, lusty or something. Yes. When, when it, it, she did something to cause that it. she did something to cause it when it's just, like, a natural process. Yes. But she's just, like, withholded so much of this information. I just feel so bad for Carrie in this moment and... Her mom, like, drags her into her closet. And, and makes her – I put a note. She makes her read – or uh, she recites the sins of women. The sins of women. Yeah. Yeah, the sins of women. And, yeah, go to your closet. Yeah. And it's just, like, this dark, danky room with a little Jesus statue. And yeah. it's, like – yeah. Yeah. It's little, a lot. Little Jesus statue with knives in it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's a more I don't want to wear it. But, yeah, her mom – her mom just straight up sucks. And, uh, yeah, she uh, – when this is happening, Carrie is, like, in the closet for hours yeah. praying or who knows what yeah. she's supposed to be doing in yeah. there. But when she comes out, she thanks her mom. Oh, yeah. Thank you, mama. Yeah. Like, to appease her yeah. and – But then she goes upstairs and is crying, right? Yeah. So she – she's I, – I feel like she's learned how to, like, 
game the system with her mom mm-hmm. and tell her what she wants to hear. Um, but also have her own like feelings in her, in the privacy of her room, you know, and like rooms as teenagers are like such a sacred haven space, you know, <laughs> even if you're not dealing with like Mrs. White, Carrie's mom yeah. level of insanity, but it, you know, you just the, have privacy, you just have privacy, and it's your own space yeah. that you somewhat have control over yeah. in, a, in a time in your life where you have no control, literally no control. And I, yeah, yeah, I just like. I just, it just, I really feel for her and I want to just take her and hug her. Okay, so then... Miss Collins. She's like, (laughs) we, she's, I think she means well, but she exacerbated the situation. Oh, yeah, she like was throwing gasoline on the fire. Yeah. And yeah, because then it's either like that afternoon or the next day, she like rallies the girls who accosted Carrie in the locker room and her way of getting back at them. It's, like, very much a, like, th- you're being punished. Yeah. This is this is what you get. Yeah. And the way the punishment is, oh, we're going to work out for two hours after school. And it's also kind of, like, a callback of just the time. Yeah. You know, like, skinny, fit, like, but this is this is also a punishment. Yeah. And there's, like, an, optim- an optimatum. It's, like, if you don't do this you can't go to prom. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because me in high school, that jazz didn't really give a shit about prom. Mm-hmm. But like, I know sometimes it is very important for certain people. Um, so like Chris, who is like the main prota- or antagonist, antagonist, she is taking this all very seriously. And she's just like, fuck Carrie, why I hate her, mm-hmm. you know, Look what she's making us doing. This is all because of her. And it's like, no, Mrs. Mm-hmm. Miss Collins chose to do this mm-hmm. to you. And your anger is being channeled. <laughs> so to, misdirected. <laughs> yeah, it's going in a different direction. And Chris, like everyone else is just kind of like dealing with that. They're like, this is what we got to do. Like we got to go to prom. Mm-hmm. And Chris is like, fuck that. I don't, I don't want to be here. And so like, she just kind of storms off and like, you know, all the girls are just like, what are you doing, mm-hmm. dude? Like, mm-hmm. I thought prom was, like, the most important thing to you. And, like, you're going to, like... Give it all up because yeah. you don't want to comply. Yeah. Yeah. But I, you know, even that scene was, like, I keep coming back to the filming. And, like, I want I wanted to say no shade to the director, um, Robert De Palma. But, like, maybe, like, a little bit. Because I just feel, like, even that scene where they're, like, doing um, push-ups and sit-ups and jumping jacks. It's like... It's, their butt. Their it's, boobs. It's, yeah, yeah. It's very... Their legs. It's still hyper-sexualized yeah. filmmaking. Yeah. And I'm like, this is... Yeah, this would just be a very different film, I feel like, directed by women. Um, but I digress. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so what do we think about... Um, John Travolta. John Travolta. We forgot that he was in this film. I Yeah. <laughs> Um, this was his first film. Really? Yeah. His debut huh. film okay. role. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, yeah, I forget what his, his character's name is. Um, John Travolta and the uh, person who plays Chris, mm-hmm. their relationship is so intense it's to so me. It's so, toxic. it's very toxic. It's very abusive. They like call each other shithead and like dummy or like I like mm-hmm. they just call each other names and then they yell and they hit each other mm-hmm. but then they appease one each other it's mostly Chris appeasing mm-hmm. him like 
he will yell at her and hit her and then she'll like give him a blowjob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like it's just oh. a lot. And again, I think it's very of the time and I know unfortunately people do have relationships like this. Yeah. But it's weird because they still have this weird p- power dynamic mm-hmm. where like well, life is shit and we're shitty to each other, but let's mm-hmm. be shit together, mm-hmm. you know, and like fuck some shit up, yeah. you know, and we don't we don't care anything about consequences yeah. or what our actions will do to people. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't I mean, I didn't really care for his character. No. At and, all. I, and I was thinking too like this was his debut role, so he wasn't like the peak of the peak of his sort of um his acting career at the mm-hmm. time quite yet. But like imagine John Travolta being like the sexual icon of your generation. How would you feel about that? I don't think I would f- be into it. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. He he doesn't do it for me. I can see how in this time period he was like a fox, but yeah. like I look at him and I'm just like, Meh. yeah. Yeah. He's just a white boy. He, yeah. And uh, I think in Greece. I I don't know. Yeah, no, no, Maybe. no, no. Yeah, in I Greece, can I can it. see it. But again, like, that movie, too, has yeah. a lot <laughs> going on, and we don't have enough time to talk about it. No. But, like, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I can, I can see during this time period, he was just, like, the hot, yeah. misfit boyfriend. Yeah, but his character sucks so bad yeah. in this film. It's, like, interesting that he was able to come, well, I guess men are just kind of able to do that they're able to come out of roles and yeah. still be respected yeah or, you know like they can can be seen as dimensional characters but like when they all so chris is like set on going after carrie his name's billy 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 and chris yeah billy and chris are like they have this big plan and so they freaking break into a pig farm mm-hmm. with the intention of like slaughtering a pig to collect the pig's blood, mm-hmm. which is like we don't really know what it's going to be used for yet in this part. Or, yeah, or at least I don't think so. But you know, there's something like something, s- something sinister, and yeah. um, something like intentional is going to be used with it. Yeah, and it's very graphic. <laughs> I I hated that scene. Yeah. I really hated that. You scene. don't see the pig being slaughtered. You just see him like hitting something. They're squealing and there's blood. And, and Chris like cheering him on. Yeah, it's a it's a lot. Yeah. But I I was just like the amount of effort to go collect like actual pig's blood to do this to carry it's just like so over the top yeah. and so mean. Just go to your local butcher shop and be or, like, yo. Or Make some fake blood. Paint. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, the significance of it being pig's blood comes back to Stephen King's novel, I think, mm. with sort of, like, the the sort of pigginess of Carrie and the way that they just hated her because she was different and fat and, you know, they weren't attracted to her or whatever mm-hmm. the reasons were. But um, just, like, so unnecessarily over the top for them to do that. And, and yeah, I... And, and my remote kept, like, I'd pause and take notes. But then when I would, like, play it again, it would, like, rewind a bit. And I'm mm. like, fuck. So I had to, like, like rewatch that part for, like, a few times. <laughs> and I was like, like over it. This is awful. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, like, at, at this point, like, this, it's not really, like, a thriller movie. Like, there's no jump scares. No. But it's, like, this sort of interpersonal 
weirdness of humans. And just complex high school dynamics. Yeah. Which is, that's terrifying. Yeah. Right? Like, that could be terrifying. Yeah. Um, so one of the girls who bullied Carrie feels remorseful. I think her name's Sue. Yeah. So she tries to convince her boyfriend, Tommy, who's this, like, blonde, curly-haired, Blue Lagoon-looking kind of dude. And Sue kind of knows that Carrie has kind of a crush on Tommy. Because there's a moment when they're in class, Tommy writes a poem, but we find out later he plagiarized Mm -hmm. it. But, you know, the teacher reads the poem out loud, and they're like, does anyone have any thoughts about Tommy's poem? And Carrie, just, like, she's, like, kind of, like, dream like kind of dreamingly in her own little world and she's just i think she says like it's beautiful, beautiful. and then everyone laughs at her i'm just like including tommy like he's upset well about he's it. embarrassed that she like said his poem was beautiful yeah. the poem that he didn't even write yeah it's like, so sue kind of knows that carrie kind of feels yeah. some sort of way yeah towards tommy and i thought like sue for her to do that to like ask tommy to take her to the prom I really felt like she genuinely was trying to fix the problem that she was part of and, like, do the only thing she knew to, like, mitigate it rather than, like, her being nice to Carrie. She used Tommy as, like, a proxy to, yeah. to like, make herself feel better, yeah. probably. Well, I, at first, rewatching this, I was like, oh, is Sue part of this like the plot di- the plot mm-hmm. this diabolical plan to like hurt to carry mm-hmm. and because everyone is like i heard tommy and carry yeah. go to the prom you're day. unsure yeah, yeah you just don't know where she because she's just like it's whatever yeah. it's not a big deal and at first you're just thinking are you trying to play it off so like you don't get in trouble mm-hmm. like what's going on but mm-hmm. you do you do find out it was supposed to be a, a nice gesture yeah that Hey, I have this boyfriend, and you know, I think Sue realized like maybe she can't go to the prom. Yeah. So, like, because she has to take somebody, or like, you have to be with somebody. Yeah. Or I think maybe because she didn't fucking finish her exercises with Miss Collins. <laughs> I, I can't remember. But there's a reason why, like, Sue is like, I don't really care, but like, Tommy, go ask yeah. Carrie. And yeah. he's like, why? Yeah. And even Miss Collins is suspicious, suspicious. about this. She's Carrie's like, suspicious. Yeah, yeah. And just like, Miss Collins, this is where my opinion of Miss Collins started to flip. Because hmm. at first I was like, this person means well. It's just like a weird time period where like teachers are hitting their students to so snap them out <laughs> of something and like they're trying to be helpful and supportive. But there's this moment where Miss Collins confronts Tommy and Sue and she's like, you know how this ridiculous this sounds. You taking Carrie White to yeah, the prom. Yeah. So Miss Collins knows that Carrie is an outsider mm-hmm. and, you know, for lack of a better word, is a weird person. Yeah. And she is like, why would you do that? Yeah. So that's when my my opinion of her started to flip because I'm like, oh, you're just like everybody else. That's And we need, we got to come back to that later yeah, yes. because I want to talk about yes, Miss Collins. Yeah. But no, that uh, like remind me um because that's a good point it's like how genuine is she mm-hmm. being to carry even though they have these moments where it's like you know she's showing kindness to carry but yeah like we're the depth of it i guess yeah um so carrie tries telling her mom about it that she's been asked to the prom and her mom loses her shit and carrie you know, is just trying to plead, like, just talk to me, mama. Like, yeah. And it's it's like that quote 
killed me. Yeah. Because it's just like, just sit down and talk to me. Like, yeah. Don't tell me what you think. Yeah. Like, but can we sit down and have a conversation about this? Yeah. Versus you tell me I'm a sinner. Yeah. And why do you want to go to prom? Yeah. And I think this is when she's like, they're just going to laugh yeah. at you. And, yeah. You know, there's some like maybe premonition to like maybe her mom has some capabilities as well oh, oh i don't even think we've talked about like her telekinesis yeah yeah carrie carrie's like wild and you know she's like <laughs> not understanding what she's doing but she like knows she can move stuff with her mind. yeah she's we've seen her do like a few things like move a little like ashtray or well, like that little knock kid, a kid off his bike dude, fuck that kid he deserved it <laughs> he totally because he was just like it's like you're just like a little parrot you don't yeah. know what you're saying you probably heard someone else talk about carrie yeah. white yeah. and you're just like a little asshole and yeah carrie just turns around and like swipes him yeah. off his bike i'm like yeah, carrie. yeah but in this scene she like gets her full power yeah realized yeah and like her ability to like control it yeah and cl- i think i think she like shuts the window mm-hmm. next to her mom and her mom is just immediately like oh you are a conduit of satan yeah and i like what am i even supposed to do with you yeah and is just horrified by like even more so than she was before mm-hmm. um but, like, Carrie comes into her power in that moment because she realizes through her telekinesis, she she's no longer under the control of her mom. Yes. And I feel like this is a pivotal point in the film where for a, for a moment, you're like, okay, maybe Carrie can, like, have a normal life and, mm-hmm. like, get under her out from under her mom's thumb. And Well, it's the real time. It's, like, the first time she, like, sticks up for herself. Yeah. And realizes, like, oh... I, the, the, the dynamics have switched a little bit, yeah you know, and to Carrie, it's more like I, I, my own person, but then from her mom's perspective, she is more afraid of Carrie now than, than even previously. Yeah. Yeah. Like not afraid necessarily of her like budding womanhood Mm -hmm. and sexual prowess or anything like that. Like this is like a deeper sort of satanic um devilish opinion of Carrie where she in her mom's mind like strayed so far from God at this point. Like yeah. you know. Yeah. And I think there's like a moment where Tommy comes by and like again asks Carrie of the prom and is like kind of pushing. That was yeah. <laughs> it's it's a it's a it's a it's not it's a little much. Yeah. But she says, yeah, I'll go with you. And like her mom is just enraged and like throws coffee in her face and is like get in your closet you need to go pray and carrie's like no i'm going to prom and like i think that's when she also like put like technically like pushes her mom yeah yeah you know yeah and it's just like yeah the dynamics are changing in the house and miss white is not about it i wanted to talk about this moment as it related to our last film that we watched Mm -hmm. the witch yes and sort of that like mother daughter dynamic, the hyper religiousness, yes, and the loss and gaining of power. How do you feel, or do you see any parallels? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they do share this thing where there's two women who are just trying to navigate the world, and one of them is n- thinks that they know exactly how the world should be, mm-hmm. but then there's 
you know, her daughter, someone who's younger, growing up in a different world, mm-hmm. different timeline. And same with, you know, in The Witch with Kate and Thomason, the world was changing around them and they both came from different places. But as a as a mom, as you know, from a mom standpoint, I'm not a mother, but from like for a mother, from for a mother, you know, <laughs> um, you just want to guide your kid to the best of your ability and it may not be always right. Yeah. But when you do that and you push in a certain way, like you have to expect some retaliation or some form of rebellion yeah. or when your kid realizes I'm my own person and this structure of no free thinking has been broken and now they're free thinking and they can move forward. Yeah, there's definitely parallels to that. Yeah. Um. I, I was wondering, too, like, if Robert Eggers, like, I, I felt like there were, like, a few little callbacks mm, to Carrie interesting. in The Witch. Like, after watching The Witch first and then Carrie, I was like, huh, I wonder, there's just, like, so many things that are, like, sort of similar with that, like, mother-daughter hyper-religious dynamic. And and ultimately, like, the, the, the way that things unfold too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. What like happens, what happens to, to the mom? Oops, sorry, I hit my mic. Um, Which we, you know, I just was like, huh, you know, this kind of like connects to the, the witch a little bit and the conversations we had about female empowerment. And I think her mom even calls her a witch mm-hmm. when she first realizes Carrie has telekinesis. Yeah. Um, And, you know, like is saying the devil's working through and Carrie's like, no, a lot of people have it, mama. Like, yeah, I'm not weird. <clears throat> and it's yeah. not, you know, and then, and then. Anyway, but I just thought that was kind of interesting. Like, mm-hmm. that, yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, we're kind of in the part of the movie where uh, Carrie um, goes through the prom with Tommy. Mm-hmm. And at first, everything's great. You know, it's like the quintessential, like, there's like, like, some, like, fog in the air. Like, it's, yeah. it's so, like, 70s. Ugh. It's There's a lot happening. Everyone is, like, pumped. And you just see, like, Carrie kind of bringing her walls down and and she looks beautiful oh yeah and it's like she makes her own dress and yeah like there's a moment when she's getting ready and her mom like sees that her cleavage is showing is this the dirty dirty pillows dirty pillows and then carrie kind of snaps back at her and goes they're called breasts mama like every woman has them Mm -hmm. and it's just like Mm -hmm. you can't use this jargon against me no. to make me feel bad about it's myself. Like, I'm over it. I am putting my dirty pillows on display. Yeah. Whether you like it or not. Dirty pillows. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> Her mom is so gross. I know. But yeah, she's just wearing this like beautiful pale white like satin dress. Pale white? You think it's pale white? I It looks, I think it's white in form of like symbolically. Okay. I thought it was pink. But it could be pink. I mean, the fucking lighting in this film makes everything so dreamy and kind uh-huh. of peachy tone. Yeah. So it could be pink, but I thought symbolically it was supposed to be white. Okay. Interesting. Because not just because she's Carrie White, but it's like, yeah. you know, she's pure and she she is who she is. Yeah. And it's interesting, too, because the way Carrie designs her dress, it is a little bit, it's a little, not like... I'm not shaming Carrie, but like it's comparatively to 
the other prom dresses at this prom. Yeah. It's, like, very, like, it's, like, skin tight, mm-hmm. and you can tell she's not wearing any underwear mm-hmm. underneath it or a bra, and it's, like, the girls are out, and she looks phenomenal, mm-hmm. but it's, like, she, 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 she came to it already being different than everybody else, because mm-hmm. everyone has, like, the frilly foo-foo, like, yeah. shoulder pads, yeah. and, like, you know, maybe some of the dresses are, like, you know... I don't know what the word would be, but, you know, for someone who's already an outcast, she comes to this very public space already looking different Mm -hmm, than everybody else. mm -hmm. Well, and then I think I remember some of the, like, I think um, uh, Billy makes a comment about Carrie and being like, oh, I should have. I should have asked Carrie White to the prom or Mm -hmm. like, you know, people making comments about her appearance and suddenly seeing her as like. Um, oh, Carrie's got it. Yeah, bit, you know, someone who is like worthy of their attention, and mm-hmm. then they view as beautiful. And it's crazy how differently people treat her because of that, like yeah. newfound attraction. Yeah, or, like in. Her but then eyes. the some of the women in that room are like, Ugh. yeah, you know, like they're they're. I mean, because now she's like a threat. Yeah, right. Yeah, she's like a sexual threat to yeah. the other men in the room, yeah. and so. In great sort of anti-feminist form, the women always have to be enemies to each other and, mm-hmm. like, com- competition and, you know, and just can't build each other up. And yeah. Be, you know, so. Do you remember your senior prom? I do. Um, I wasn't a big prom girl either, Mm-mm. but I sort of got kind of convinced, like, eh, it's, you only have, like, your senior prom once. And, yeah. you know, I was just for the nostalgia of it. Yeah. I was like, sure. I guess, and I wore like. Who'd you a, go with? I went with a girlfriend. Oh, yeah, cool. yeah. Fun. Because we were both like, we didn't. I got asked out by a guy that I didn't like, and I was kind of weird about it, mm-hmm. and you know, it was just uncomfortable for me. Yeah. So I was just like, let me let him down easy by saying I'm going with my friend, and yeah. my friend and I went. But and I think I cut you off. What did you wear? Oh, it was a black, uh, long floor length, had like a corset kind of bodice. And for some reason, I decided to give myself very, very evenly blunt across bangs. Cute. Uh, maybe the day or two before prom, which... Those are back in style, so but, you're just before but, your time. But you know what? Haircuts right before a big event are just not recommended. I am a big <laughs> proponent of cutting those bangs. Girl, cut the bangs if you want to. It's so freeing. It's so nice to just, like, cut a little, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, it's. I love... I'm a big proponent of cutting the bangs, but don't do it... A day or two before the event, as I'll say. Yeah. Um, maybe I will post a, a picture of that or show it to you. Oh, we should post prom pictures of us. Yeah, yeah. That'd be cute. That would be cute. Yeah, when the episode comes out. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, when I was watching the scene, and like you were saying, it was, like, the perfect, like, prom, and, you know, like, she's dancing with Tommy, and... It's this moment of, like, everything's going to be okay. Everything's falling into place, and she's going to be okay. But I just remember, like, that was sort of the prom of my my sort of high school dreams Mm -hmm. my actual prom wasn't like that at all i didn't Mm -hmm. have a date you know it was like a lot of like um to the window yes to the wall you know that kind of music so it wasn't like yeah different you know different times different Mm -hmm. vibes but um i think i'm glad i went i guess i don't really have a strong opinion about it now neither do i but i mean hot take (laughs) (laughs) give it to me (laughs) If you think high school was the best time of your Ooh. life, then you peaked in high school. You did. And I'm sorry to 
throw that harsh reality yeah. at you. But if that was the best time in your life, then, um, yeah, maybe we need to, like, find some hobbies. I don't know. But, high, again, I think it just because I had older sisters and I knew that there was life beyond mm-hmm. wherever I was, I just was not, like, I don't want to be here. Yeah. Not that I, I had a really, overall... A great time in high school. So did I. I went to prom with a really good guy friend of mine. We both, like, didn't have dates and we're just like, want to go to prom? You know, yeah, shout out to Sam. (laughs) Sorry if I shouldn't have used your name, but maybe we'll edit that out. Beep! Shout out to Sam. Beep! Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I can say his first name. I don't think he'll care, but um, yeah, it was just, it was really fun. And at the time, Sam had this... 1970-something Vida bus. Oh, my God. And it was a coral color, like a like this corally, salmon-y cool. pink color. And I don't know how we came up with the idea, but I, I like, found a prom dress that matched the color of the van. So my mom made Sam a tie that matched the color of the van. So your dress was, like, coral? Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to yeah, see Yeah, it was, like... <laughs> And it was, like, uh, you know, it was strapless, and it was, like, it was the most, at the time, like, the most, like, ridiculous thing I've ever put on my body. Were your dirty pillows out? No, they were covered. They were covered. Yeah, it was, like, like um, strapless, like, it just went, like, across. But, yeah, I just remember having fun at prom, because I had a, it was my bud I went to prom mm-hmm. with, and it, I don't really remember any significant No pig's things. blood? No. Hmm. But I wonder what I would have done in that situation if that did happen to someone. Definitely not what everyone happened. else did in the film. Yeah. Um, so back to the yes. film. Yes, yeah. Um, things are going great. Things are going great with her and Tommy. Tommy. Tommy even kisses her. Yeah. And I think that was just like, I didn't know how to feel. I think it was more so like, that's such a like movie trope. Yeah. It kind of seems like like Tommy was just like living in the moment. Yeah. And like... I think he recognized that she was attractive to him mm-hmm. and that she was beautiful. Part of me is like, maybe he was just giving her that as an op, you know, sort of like, hey, let's let, just, yeah, let me let's just, just do this. Let me give you your first kiss, babe. Because in real life, I think your first things shouldn't be put on a pedestal. Yeah. I think it's not, I think it shouldn't have this. This mythology, <sighs> yeah, in this like, oh, you you haven't had you haven't gotten kissed yet. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. Oh, you haven't had sex yet. Oh my god. Yeah. You know, like there shouldn't be shame on how people experience things yeah. for the first time. But it's also one of those things. It's like there's life beyond that first thing, and it's kind of like yes, it's special, and it maybe does mean something. But it's like you'll have so many more kisses after that. Yeah, but this was Carrie's first of like everything. everything. Yeah, so it's it is meaningful. Yeah, first kiss, first prom, first period. People, first time people are kind of seeing yeah. her for just being an actual person. Do you remember that drugstore scene where she was like trying on all the lipsticks mm. and she would like try one on and like rip it off really fast yeah. and try not like the her first time like accessing. Her age group, like yeah. her age bracket and her yeah. like her femininity explored. And that was something else that Miss Collins said that I had a really, I was just like, Miss Collins, we are not an ally. She was like telling Carrie like, oh, you're going to the prom? Great. Just put some makeup on. Yeah. You'll look so great. Yeah. And I get it. Maybe you're curl just, your hair a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like I guess she's trying to be like, give her some pointers, but it's like, you, yeah. you are like everybody else. Like, yeah. yeah 
just fit throw, in. Yeah, fit in. Yeah. You, just throw some makeup on. You'll be fine. Yeah. It's like, again, it's hard because we're, we're watching this from like a 2023 perspective. Right. And I see Sissy Spacek. I'm like, girl, you're just like so gorgeous. She's like, you know, the campaign for Glossier? No. Oh, it's like that sort of bare face. Oh, look. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 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 I, like, yeah. I mean, that's her. And that's yeah. in right now. Yes. Which I guess. Like clean, the clean the girl. The clean girl aesthetic. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But there's no right or wrong way to, to do, do any of this. Yeah. You to wear makeup. Yeah. yeah. Do it. Do it or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But meanwhile, Chris and her boyfriend have rigged up a bucket of mm-hmm. the pig's blood that they yeah. got. And Chris is like foaming at the oh, mouth. Oh, she is just ready. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> it's like why is this giving you so much pleasure yeah. to have to do this to somebody? Because it's tearing tearing some people get, you know, they get off from tearing other yeah. people down. Some people yeah. are genuinely like that. Yeah, and hurt people hurt people and I understand that. Totally. And um they also rigged the votes so that Tommy and Carrie would win prom king and queen mm-hmm. so that they'd have to come on stage. Yeah. Um, and so this whole plot's going on. Carrie is still, you know, like enjoying life. She yeah. gets brought up with her and Tommy. Um, but before that, Sue realizes what's happening. Yeah, she sees the bucket. Yeah. She and sees- then she sees the rope. Yeah. And then she she's was following. Yeah. She's not supposed to be there. She I think yeah. she just wanted to like see Tommy and Carrie. Yeah, she wanted to see like, oh, I I did a good I did a good little deed. Let, let, let me yeah. pop myself. Yeah. Like look at look at Carrie having a great time. Yeah. I did that. Yeah. And so I think she like she we see like the the rope like go up and then and then we see the whole rig and who has the line. Um and it keeps getting like moved around a lot because it's, her and <laughs> Billy and Chris are just so not okay yeah, and fighting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Sue tries to like intervene and mm-hmm. fucking Miss Collins is like, "What are you doing?" Like she thinks that she's gonna do something, yeah. And she's like, "What are you doing? Stop it!" And like, yeah. and it sucks because that that's when I realized like, oh, Sue was trying to do a good yeah, thing. That's I think when, that's when it's confirmed. Yeah, yeah, like she was trying to. Like you said, by proxy, be nice to Carrie and yeah. do something nice for her. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, Miss Collins just like, it just, she just needs to like take a step back. She's way too involved in their lives. Yeah. And way too hands on. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, unfortunately, because Miss Collins does this, um, Chris and Billy pull the rope and Carrie just gets covered in pig's blood and everyone kind of stops for a second Mm -hmm. but then you see oh i don't remember her character's name but i'm like girl why are you always wearing a hat dude i made a note of that too the baseball cap girl she's wearing it at prom like all the time she's always and i'm and i get it like okay maybe you have like some alopecia maybe you have some she Always the empath, babe. Uh, I, uh, yeah, but still, she just she's the one who starts like cackling, cackling and chortling, and starts pointing fingers, and then everyone joins yeah. in, and it's just like, uh, and then you see Carrie realize like what's happening, and that this was all a ruse, yeah, and she was not welcomed in that space, and it's just it's a lot, yeah, and I think like something just kind of breaks in her Mm -hmm. in that moment but but i wanted to go back to that moment where people start laughing because 
The only time we really see people laughing is in that there's like a kaleidoscope kind of effect. Yeah. It's and it's trippy. supposed to be like from Carrie's point of view. Um, and, you know, part of me is like, I wonder if people actually were laughing or if that was just the way Carrie envisioned their reaction to well, what was happening. Well, her mom did say, they're going to laugh at you. Yeah. So, so that she, was just like ingrained in her. Yeah. Because also Miss Collins like chortles a little bit. And it's like, okay, like if this is. If this if, is real. If this is real, then everything that happens to all of y'all, y'all you fucking deserve. it. You fucking deserve. But Tommy gets hit in the head with the bucket. Yeah. And in the book, that's what kills him. Okay. Yeah, the bucket hitting him knocks him unconscious and he dies. And you can see him, yeah, but in the movie you could see him, he's like kind of trying to comfort Carrie yeah. and he's like looking around. Like, and who like, did that? Yeah, yeah, and you're just like, oh, like, Tommy, you yeah. kind of see maybe, like, you came around. He did. You know. He did. Like, you still plagiarized that fucking poem that she loved <laughs> and you're still maybe a little bit of a moil, but like, you know, you, you saw, you saw Carrie. He came, you, you came to, through for her in the yeah. end, or tried to, anyway. Yeah. Um, but how do we feel? Okay, so, yeah, Carrie goes into, like, some kind of trance. Oh, and she just, like... It's her telekinesis powers... Unlock. Un-fucking-leash. <laughs> <laughs> she starts... She bars the doors. Yes. So the kids can't escape. She floods the gym yes. with the hose. Yeah, things catch on fire. Yep. There's some electrical problems in this gym. Oh, yeah. I think the principal gets, like, electrocuted fried, and yeah. fried. Miss Collins, like, the rafter, the, like, basketball thing comes down and gores her. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. And, yeah, no, there's no escape, and there's just this chaos. People are running into each other, trampling each other. Things are on fire. Yeah. And... Care, yeah, like you said, she's just in a trance. Yeah, she's just like, I'm fucking over people treating me like shit. Yeah. This was the last straw. Yeah, I hate that people don't take me seriously. Yeah. So fuck all y'all. Yeah, but it's so iconic, like her, her like covered in blood and her eyes and her are big so old wide. eyes and just the way she like moves about yeah. like <laughs> controlling things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the little, little strings every time she uses. Her yeah, bones, but. Um, there's just something so iconic about Carrie in that scene and like prom night going up in flames and, um, because I think our, not our, but like the thing about prom is like, it's, it's going to be so perfect. Right. This is going to be the best night ever. Right. Nothing can go wrong. There's so much anticipation, so much prep goes involved and pressure. Yeah. And it's kind of it's yeah. it's hilarious yeah in a sense because it's like the shit hit the fan on this like really important night and it's because you mm-hmm. created this yeah. you you were the problem and you want it to be perfect but because you can't be a decent human being to somebody like this is this is what happens do you think her re- response was justified and the like level of her response was justified you know what for the sake of the movie and like you know carrie just again like i said she just gets shit on the whole entire time yeah Mm -hmm. for for a movie in a a story that's not real yeah yeah good i agree do you boo yeah Uh, good for her that's all you know she's just it's just it's it's just yeah you know and but unfortunately like well you know we're kind of coming to the end but like 
even Kiri's actions, like, have consequences to her. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, do go off. Do what you need to do. But, like, her losing control, like, takes her own life. Yeah. From her, you know? Yeah. And, but, yeah. is So, like, she, like, gets out of the gym. It's on fire. Everyone is gone. Yeah. And... She, like, opens the gym door. She closes them right behind her. Like, it's, that's it. Mm -hmm. She's trying to walk home. She's, like, this very spooky queen. Um, And fucking Chris and Billy, like, trying to do one more thing to her. One last. Yeah. Yeah. And they just, like, I think it's Chris driving. Yeah. And she tries to hit Carrie with the car. But Carrie turns around and uses her telekinesis to flip the car and it blows up, mm-hmm. and you're just kind of like, bye, Chris. Bye. Yeah. Hi, bye. Yeah. yeah. You deserve that. You were yeah. literally trying to run her off. Like, Yeah, <laughs> and, like, the only reason why these things happen is because you have some anger issues yeah. and, like, probably need to leave your boyfriend. Yeah. And, like, you know. I mean, call back to The Witch, and we were talking about, like, Black Phillip slash Satan yeah. moving through the family and whether or not he had influence on the events that happened. Mm-hmm. It's I feel sort of similarly to this, where it's like, Nothing up until Carrie blows everything up is her fault or is a result of her behavior or influence. It's everybody around her who caused, you know, this sort of like this boiling point for for her. Mm -hmm. And so she's not responsible for the way people feel about her. And I, I guess that's just sort of like, a good moral of the story is like, you aren't responsible for the way other people feel about you Mm-mm. and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. You can only be like responsible for yourself. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and then like, maybe realize like, maybe I should leave this town. Yeah. Maybe and, I need a different community. And maybe call CPS on your mom. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Carrie just continues along. She is approaching her house and it's just, you know, the whole vibe is again, there's one word I can describe Miss White. It's just she's very sinister. She's terrifying. Yeah. And you get into the house and everything's covered in candles. Her mom, she's like calling out to her mom. Yeah. And then she just goes upstairs and tries to clean. And you can just tell she's just so relieved. Yeah. Again, to be clean. Yeah. And like, you know, it's like <laughs> Carrie cleaning herself is so <laughs> weird. She's kind of bad at it. <laughs> just like rubbing the, I mean, I get it. Like, Hair and skincare <laughs> has come so far from bar soap. Yeah. yeah, and I know, and I know people who still they that that's all they kind of have is like yeah. just a bar soap. And it's not because that's all they can afford. That's just like what they choose. Mm-hmm. Like they just want uh, the convenience of one thing, mm-hmm. a bar soap, and that's just what you use for everything. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not that person. I have so many things for so many things, and <laughs> but 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 yeah, she's just just trying to do her best to like get the blood off of her. And we 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 do see her mom. She's like Carrie goes into the bathroom. She closes the door, and her mom is just like stoically standing in her room in the dark yeah. behind the door, and in like just- the most amazing nightgown yeah like kafgan or whatever yeah it is. <laughs> and hers was white i remember that yeah her mom's was white yeah but just going back to like all the fucking candles in the house mm-hmm. one major fire danger <laughs> two there's no fucking way she had all those candles like in storage in her house she we don't know what mrs white does 
There were so many candles. <laughs> How many candles do you think there were? I don't know. But, you know, maybe she knew that this was like the last. So she went to the store. Who knows? Again, we don't know her life. <laughs> I was just like. This she, is- she. When Carrie goes to sleep, Miss White could be, you know, ha- just having like a party of That's one. That's true. You know? Yeah. I don't think she's having a midnight margaritas mm-hmm. um, <laughs> like the ladies in Practical Magic who know how to spend yep. evenings. But, you know, who kn- who knows? Yep. Maybe she likes the lighting. It's it was just a lot. It is. It no, was just so much. It is a lot. It was so I will much. I give you that. Um, but yeah, so Carrie, like, she finishes her bath. She's all clean, and she like puts on her nightgown, and she like. It's interesting because she's not even phased that her mom was in the room. Yeah, like she she was just like so she just Holy, wanted that comfort. Yeah. She wanted her mom to be a parent in that moment. Yeah. But then Mrs. Wine just goes off on this, like, crazy dialogue. Like, I told you so. Yeah. And, yeah. She, like, is holding her, consoling her, while she's grabbing for the knife. Well, yeah, but she also tells her, like, you know, she's trying to be, like, what does she say? She says something about, you know, when you, the night you were conceived. (gasps) That's right, the reveal. Yeah, and... You know, that's right. I, there was a callback to uh, like because we don't know where where dad Carrie's is. dad is, but bef- I think it was before she went to prom. She was like, "Mama, like everyone knows that like this is not verbatim, but she's like everyone knows that you're a crazy bitch in town, and it's no secret why dad left. Yeah, and left with like his." Another woman. Oh, another woman. Yeah. Like, you were the reason why you did this. And I think because Miss White might be saying, like, oh, your your father left because of all these reasons. Yeah. And Carrie's like, no, he left because of you. Yeah. So then we come back and Mrs. White is like, I I'm, I have a hard time understanding what she's trying to tell Carrie. I can't tell if she's trying to tell her, like, you know, I, I gave in to your father or, like, you were conceived because like there was some sort of rape rape or but she is also talking about how she liked it Mm -hmm. and but maybe it was because she just like gave in to pleasure and this whole time miss white is like pleasure is wrong yeah like women are sinful and as soon as you cross that line you are like you know you are satan's problem now and you're not holy and not worthy but it's like such a i mean how i guess however way we read this she still had to have given birth to carrie yes you and know there is ta- and miss white kind of talks about how she should have had an abortion yeah, yeah. because she's so disappointed Satanic. and yeah so disappointed of who carrie is yeah. and you know is just, yeah is this like product of satan and just can't she cannot be in this world and it's like carrie has not done anything wrong up until this point and all she's trying to do is be your your child back to thomason in oh yeah totally just trying to do everything she can to Mm -hmm. appease you and do everything what she what she thinks is right in your eyes but just cannot cannot get a break yeah and then that's when Miss White, like she's embracing Carrie and is just saying all these like nasty things towards her and ends up stabbing Carrie in the back. Right. With a knife. <laughs> right. Not not metaphorically, 
Like, literally. Literally. <laughs> literally. Um, and then this whole scene unfolds. I mean, I, I, we don't really have to get into the deets, I guess. But just the fact that, like, there's some, like, back and forth. Mm-hmm. And Carrie ultimately defends herself. Defends herself kinetically, te- telekinetically. telekinetically with some some knives. Yeah, and basically like crucifies her mom in the doorway. Yeah, it's it's very. There's no way around it. No, it's it's very intentional. Yeah. Um. And yeah, and it's. I kind of hate it because it kind of, in a way, justifies mrs white for herself like i died the same way jesus Jesus died died. yeah your sins yeah yes and because of because of the little like jesus figurine that was in carrie's like punishment closet also having knives Mm -hmm. in it in the same way like Mm -hmm. do you feel any type of way or do you think that this was ultimately like carrie's like maybe not fully formed but like a plan to enact this onto her mom from f- from the get or do you think that like what do you think the sort of parallel or symbol to her mom dying in the same way that like the figurine was the way i see it i think it's more poetic justice mm. i don't think it was a premeditative thing i think it just carrie just had to defend herself and yeah. it just happened the way it happened i to me, I don't feel like it was she had that planned or had that in the back of her mind because she she loves her mom. Yeah. And it's like, again, the parallel like of the witch, she doesn't cause any harm to her until her mom puts her life in danger. Yeah. And it's it's literally you or me now. Yeah. And I don't from my perspective, I don't think it was like I think it was just like foreshadowing yeah i don't think it was like this is what she's gonna do yeah i think that's right i guess i can also just sort of see an argument to be made Mm -hmm. in sort of like being trapped in your punishment closet and being so abused by someone that you love and maybe like fantasizing about you know like about things and just feeling so lost and maybe she wasn't envisioning that fate for her mom but she definitely, I feel, had some sort of feelings about the religion that was overhead and Jesus on the cross and what all of these symbols like meant for her, which was just pain and suffering. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe like the knives in the Jesus figurine were more like Carrie's sort of way of like doing something to the religion itself, mm. you know, or like the the like the idea of religion or the figure of Jesus. Not so much her mom, but her mom represented all of that. Yeah. So I guess I can just, I can see an argument to be made, I guess. For I'm sure. Like, no, totally. Like, yeah. She, that was the thing she saw every single time she was yeah. being punished and being oppressed for just existing. Yeah. And yeah, I, yeah, I could see it that way too. Yeah. Um, But it's just sad because like once Carrie realizes what she has done, she still... Yeah. Goes to her mom and yeah. hugs her and takes her down and is just like yeah. crying. Yeah. And then out of just fucking nowhere, the house starts to sink into the earth. Into the earth. And things are catching on fire. Carrie tries to, again, now she's using the closet as protection. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. Like 
she grabs her mom's lifeless body and goes in, into her punish closet. Her Do you remember when she closet. like yanked her mom like the knife that was impaled yeah. and she like eh, yeah eh, eh. it was Ugh. sort of that like Rose and Jack moment with the like frozen hands. <laughs> And I was like, oh, there was like, there was like a funk that, like, ugh. <laughs> and he, just like, that was so gross. I didn't see that, but. Oh. <laughs> I guess I, at this point, I was just like, just still processing this, because the movie's really quick, too. Yeah. It doesn't. We've probably been talking for way longer than the movie actually. Maybe. Like, the yeah. <laughs> but. At this point, I'm just like, whoa, there's just so much has yeah. happened, and it's just a lot to process, and now the house is sinking into the ground, and it's all symbolic, um, well, what or do you think that- it was just poor city planning, and like that house- there's sinkhole. <laughs> yeah, there's like some erosion that no one, like, just kind of brushed over and yeah. like built a house there anyways, Um but yeah, then we kind of just fast forward to like Sue- is I don't know where exactly she where she is she I don't know if she's at her house or yeah. if she's like in an institution. No, she's at her house with her mom. Yeah, and uh, she's having these nightmares, and obviously, like she survived the ordeal of prom night and is really going through it uh, mentally. Everyone she knows is, is gone, dead, including Tommy. Yeah, maybe she wakes up from the nightmare of like her going to. Carrie, the side of Carrie's house that's like now gone, and there's like a a white cross there. And again, yeah. it says like Carrie White lives down there. You know, burn in hell. Yeah, and it's yeah. still like wow. Even a death, you all still really suck. Yeah. Like, and, and she comes bearing like flowers. Yeah, and, and she's dressed in white. Yeah, too. and she it's like a gesture, and she's like cr- like she has tears in her eyes. But then like we assume it's Carrie's hand. It like out of the ground and yeah. it grabs her and that's yeah. when sue wakes up yeah and yeah i i didn't love the very ending of the movie like i thought it would have been just fine is it the same as the book yes okay i think so i i might be wrong about that but i think so the book starts to diverge because because carrie like goes carrie on the whole town not just like oh. the prom and the oh, gym wow. okay she goes on the whole town and so people like are running and escaping and they see and I think she does sort of some sort of like telepathic thing where she's like, I did this. So everyone knows that Carrie is responsible. Mm. So I guess back to like the townspeople being shitty to her, even well, in death. even the adults. I mean, even even though like the big main thing happens at prom, like even the adults don't seem to care about Carrie. Like, in the beginning, oh, totally. her principal calls her a different name three times. Yeah. And then she's just like, it's Carrie! Yeah. And, like, something happens. You yeah. know, like, it's not, like, huge, but I think maybe a window closes or something. But yeah. people in the town don't care for her. Yeah. So I guess I could kind of see, like, her wanting to just seek revenge on yeah. everybody who's wronged her. Yeah. And I guess, like, the last sort of bit we'll, we can talk about is just, like, the significance of the house being pulled back into the, the ground, returning to the earth. And, yeah. like, do you think that that is sort of, like, and I don't know, where do you sort of see, like, the cycle in the, or, like, the, the rest, the next part of the story? Like, another family might move in and build their house on top of what just happened, and maybe that teenager would have, like, telekinetic powers, or maybe, like, 
the mom with her religiosity, like invoked something, Mm -hmm. you know, like demonic Demonic. and, you know, that, that was what what was happening. Totally. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) there's no way to, in this world, if this was real life, like there's no way to not know that that was Carrie White's house yeah. that got pulled into what we're assuming is hell. Yeah. And but Carrie, like, I don't think she if if that's where she went, I don't think that she deserved that. Oh no, I don't think so either. Yeah. I yeah, I yeah, I I agree. I have a hard time with how like the end of Carrie, you know, it's just kind of like, okay, you yeah. know, all right, sure. Yeah. That was like the one jump scare of the film. Yeah. Was the hand coming yes. out of the ground. And mm, if, like, the story had to continue, I think there would be, like, if another house got built on the same er area as Carrie's house, definitely there would be some presence in that home. There would be this, uh, again, maybe more power dynamics between Mrs. White and Carrie, whereas I feel like Mrs. White's presence would be more demonic and sinister. I think Mrs. White is the villain of this film. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not I mean, Carrie. No, not at all. Carrie, Carrie, yeah. Carrie, Carrie is just a product of the abuse that she yeah. received and just kind of snapped and like didn't want to take anyone's shit anymore. I don't think she's the villain. I think, yeah, I totally agree. I think Mrs. White um, had a huge part in just being a monster. Yeah. And. You know, instead of loving her child and guiding them through this crazy world, she used her righteousness as a guide, not even to be a parent, but just to tell Carrie that she is sinful. And now that she's a woman, she's just like unholy. And even like we even saw little bits of like how... The people in the neighborhood thought of Mrs. White. They knew that she was a weird person mm-hmm. and she would just come and like evangelize and to them. unsolicited advice of the Lord. And, yeah. you know, um, but yeah, I mean, this movie just makes me like really sad. Yeah, it, it's not I don't there's there's like a level of female empowerment in it, you know, when Carrie like gains her power and like goes fucking crazy on everybody. But Ultimately, she doesn't get to realize mm-hmm. or have like a life mm-hmm. outside of that. Yeah. And that's really, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of sad. I don't feel like it ends on a note of like female strength and empowerment. Yeah. Cause I think maybe the ending that we both wanted was like Mrs. White goes down with the house, but Carrie doesn't. But because Carrie has just this, like, un unbreakable love for yeah. her mom, even when she tries to murder her. Yeah. She's just still a child. Yeah, she's still a yeah. child. And in my brain, I would want, like, Carrie to, like, have crawled out yeah. and just, like, walked away. Yeah. And, you know, like... I know. So she could just, like, not, like, leave that fucking town and just, you know, now she has this, like, power and she knows that she's her own person you know, that she could have just gone and lived a, a life elsewhere. Yeah. Um, How do you think that this film reads, I mean, like, just as sort of, like, a, 
a dude watching this in the 70s. Like, I feel like the sort of like the way menstruation is was still like very stigmatized back then. Like, I feel like this would have been like, like such a like gross, bloody horror movie where Carrie gets it, you Mm -hmm. know, and I just I think there's so many different ways to read this movie. Yeah. And whether or not like from the the book and like the original text of it versus the filmmaker and his like weird like male gazy elements Mm -hmm. of things we found problematic. It's it's still I feel like isn't a perfect you know, story. I think there's still like, there's a lot of problems. There's a a lot of elements of like, I don't think it's necessarily a feminist film. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. I mean, the idea of Carrie like coming into her power and like finding her voice in a sense, like I love that. Yeah. But she gets punished for it. yeah, Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's like another just example of like, a witch trial, yeah. you know, yeah. and unfortunately Carrie doesn't yeah. prevail. It's and- sort of like the, op- like Anya Taylor-Joy, I mean, sorry to keep coming back to the witch, but like Anya Taylor-Joy after all of that is liberated and yeah. is freed and is like, you know, she benefits from her circumstances, yeah. but Carrie doesn't and, you know. It's to her detriment. Yeah. You know, she, yeah. she is liberated for a second, but then she, like you said, she's punished for it and like, doesn't get to continue on in the world. And, but yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not, I didn't, after watching this film, I wasn't like, Oh, I fucking love this movie. Like I, I have, I, I, I do, but it's not, it's not a movie where I I feel like I live in the gray with it because Mm -hmm. there's things I am like, this is so cool. And, the story is really interesting, but then just the social things that are happening within the film, I just have a really hard time yeah. with it. Just the stuff with, like, how she discovers her menstruation is just really hard to watch. Yeah. And yeah. so that's Carrie. That was Carrie. <laughs> and I do want to read the book, but it's interesting to hear things within the book that correlate with the movie but like her like carrie's appearance being different and carrie actually like uh, unleashing onto the town i'm sure there's some other nuances that were just not used yeah um i would love to read it so jazz what's our next uh what's our next movie (laughs) we're gonna uh for the lack of better word we're going to uh spelunk into the world of the descent oh i fucking love this movie yeah it's uh it's i don't know i think it's kind of what i i wanted to do something that in my brain like was a movie that actually scared me yeah when i first saw it yeah and uh it's also just like there's a lot of ladies in this movie. Yep. And again, it was one of those movies that like I saw when I was young. I think I saw it when I was in high school and then recently saw it. And it's, again, two different movies that I yep. that I remember. So I'm really excited to uh, discuss that with you. Next episode. Well, thank you guys for 
coming along for this conversation. Yeah. Episode three. Yes. We're uh, getting there. We are. And we have new microphones. We have leveled we up. Leveled up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're investing in ourselves. Yeah. I got a mic. Yeah. We're just stoked. We have a lot of work ahead of us this month. Yep. Um, we, we have goals, but I think we are, we are totally capable of doing said goals. Yeah. But I'm, I mean, again, I'm always like, I'm so proud of us for making this happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Sorry. I'm trying to find our outro. I can't remember where I put it. If we still wanted to do that. Well, we should do one relevant to Carrie. Yeah. When in doubt, plug it up. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know, dude. <laughs> uh, was that inappropriate? No, I mean, it's totally appropriate. <laughs> How about just like be kind to women? Sure. And be kind to women on their periods. Yeah. We don't know what we're going through. Yeah. It's an invisible sort of thing. And. and- you know, if you have a problem with it, sounds like get you, fucked, or you just need to learn more. Oh, <laughs> I mean that. Sorry, <laughs> that's a better response. People fear what they don't know. That's so true. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Oh my gosh, two Let's... babes from the Black Lagoon. I'm Jasmine. I'm Serena. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>If you want to send something for us to read or play on the show, email us at babesfromtheblacklagoon at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram and TikTok at babesfromtheblacklagoon. Thank you, love, for sending in your audio, and we'll see all of you next episode for our review of The Descent. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be a Lagoonie. Uh, it's official because I just watched um, Fresh tonight and I'm still processing it, um, but it was really good and I'm glad I watched it. I think one of my takeaways is that I wouldn't have watched these movies of my own volition, most likely, like it sometimes does take the opinion of someone whose opinions I care about. So what I like is that the podcast gave me like a reason to kind of like, you know, it's kind of like a book club situation. I do like having like that kind of book club, you know, let's review and let's talk about it and gets me to not feel alone in it. But yeah, I'm surprised at myself for like enjoying these films. So thank you for getting me 
in like a little bit outside of my comfort zone and yes doing all this babes from the lagoon mm-hmm.